0: and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Let me read these passages of a Scripture uh, uh, for us. Uh, it's a bit lengthy, but I think this is one of the best things we can do in our morning worship and prayer. Verse 40 of chapter 2 of Luke. Uh, we all know Luke chapter 2 is a Christmas text, but we're going to focus on the later part of the verse, and, and it says th- it says this. And the child grew and became strong, filled with the wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up, And and according to custom, when when the feast was ended, they were returning. The boy, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they they went a, a day's journey, but then they began to search for him among the relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After 3 days of looking for him they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking them questions and all who heard him were amazed in his understanding and his answers and when his parents saw him they were astonished of his mother said to him uh, and his mother said to him son why have you treated us so behold your father and i have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. And I, I'd like to, for us, uh, just to focus on something here. Uh, here are the closest people to Jesus growing up. We're talking about since the time it was prophesied, they've received the news, the Christmas, remember that. And now he has grown, not as a full adult man, but at this time he was around 12 years old. And, and Jesus was growing as perfectly, as normal as a 12-year-old. And during that time, a 12-year-old is somebody who is now learning his father's trade. And so therefore, now, every uh, uh, three times a year, they get to go to Jerusalem and, and join in the feast. But there's, there's something here that I'd like to highlight since we're talking about being Christ-centered. Some of the things that I've discovered in this passage of scripture that i like to highlight, even as we are defining ourselves as a movement and as a church, that we exist, victory exists to honor God and, and to plant um, uh, Christ-centered, Spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches in every nation. Um, and campus ministries in every nation. And that's who we are, and we are highlighting some of these elements. And right now as a church, we want to say, hey, we, we want to be as Christ-centered as we can. And, and why do we have to say that in our mission statement? Well, because sometimes we, there are, there's a possibility that a church or a movement could be personality-centered, if not preacher-centered. There, a movement or a church could be a pet theology-centered. There's a certain theology that they're holding on, and, that, and churches sometimes are known by their pet theology, and, and that's just the way uh, they, 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 that's just part of their mission and how they exist. There's some movement who are miracle-centered. It's all about the miraculous and nothing else. It's all centered around that, about my blessing, and so on. Probably you can even say the word, the prosperity message is the center of their movement in in their church. There are some who center, probably a lot of people can relate and see that around us in the Philippines, which is more on church structure or building structure centered, where everything is focused on the building structure of a certain movement or church. And so our worship center, it's all about their worship, nothing else. Everything are just secondary compared to that center, which is just worship and singing songs. But what we're trying to, uh, for us to understand as we celebrate our 40th anniversary this year, is that we don't exist just for a petiology or or just for a, uh, because of the preacher or because of a miracle or because of these good things. But we want to make sure that we don't uh, uh, dip away from the center. And that center, it ought to be the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why if we define ourselves, we want to honor God and, and 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 make disciples. And we want to honor God and plant uh Christ-centered, the Spirit-empowered, socially responsible, we want to make sure we are putting that at the center as the person of the Lord Jesus Christ being the center. Now, is there a possibility that a person could start okay and, and Christ being the center and then drift away as you move along all throughout the years? There's a possibility. But we're hoping that for the next 40 years and beyond, as we're celebrating our 40th this time, that we won't run away or drift away from the center, and that's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this classic example of a scripture I'd like to share with us is that the closest people to Christ, Mary and Joseph, there could never be anyone growing up that can be more closer than than his parents. And yet this thing happened. We're going to look through that right now. And some of the uh, a lesson, and observation that i like to share with us, the possible scenarios in the life of a Christian that could possibly happen to us or possibly happen to a church or a movement, but understand this. There are three possible scenarios uh, in, in our Christian life as a Christian that we would like to uh, highlight through this passage that we have, uh, we have read today. Uh, three possible scenarios uh, whether uh, in a life of a Christian of a or a life of a of a movement or a church and the first one is the the impossibility of being pious without his presence the impossibility of of being pious without his presence a person can be it could express piety but it is also possible that In this process of doing your religious duty, we lost Jesus along the way. And that's what happened here. They lost Jesus while doing their religious duty. Here are his parents. Uh, They're supposed to go to Jerusalem, and they're they're supposed to be the three of them, but the parents lost their son. (laughs) There's a possibility for a person to go through being pious and being religious, and yet Christ apparently had not been there anymore. And so, uh, we see that here. Verse 41, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom, and when the feast was ended, they were returning, and the boy Jesus stayed behind. And they've returned already. The possibility that During that time, um, since a 12-year-old, is supposed to be now with his father trying to learn the business trade. I could imagine they they join in the caravan coming from where they were to Jerusalem. And they had to uh, be in a caravan so that they'll be safer from all the robbers on the road. So usually in a caravan, the wives and the children, small children, are right in front of the caravan. And the fathers and the men are at the back. Could it be at the age of 12, there's a possibility he could be with his mom or he could be with his father? Now, my, my, my summary in thinking about that formation of the caravan is, Mary could have been thinking, Jesus could have been with his dad. Or Joseph could have been thinking, hey, I, have a, I, have, I still have my boy and he must still be with mama. Uh, probably it, it could be. And so, who would ever thought that both of them were mistaken? That they both didn't have Jesus with them. They made, they made that uh, 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 conclusion as they were moving along and trying to fulfill their religious duties. But the point is uh, that, that a person could be doing religious duties and yet Jesus' presence presence wasn't there anymore. And so that's a, that's a, a, a possible scenario that people can, get, can go through or even churches can go through. You can do all your religious duties and yet Jesus wasn't there. Or the second uh, lesson we can learn from this is that the futility of being sincere without his proximity. The futility of being sincere without his proximity or his presence. And they assumed Jesus was with them, but actually he, wasn't, he was not. So there's a possibility that a person can assume, oh, I'm doing okay, but Jesus wasn't there. And, and churches and movements and organizations could be that way. They could be doing their own thing to serve the community, and in so doing, they get to do it without Christ anymore. It's like they're drifting away from the very center. And so there is a, a, a need. We see here in verse 43. And when the feast was ended, they were returning. The boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Their assumption was, could it be that my son is with Mary? Or Mary was assuming, could it be my son is with Joseph? And we can make that assumption. Um, and So the lessons, the lessons we can learn is that, uh, you know, that... Uh, we can do religious things without Jesus. We can actually make assumption uh, that things are okay but not really okay. And so that's the lesson we can learn. The last one that we can learn from these uh, parents searching for their son Jesus is that the absurdity of being spiritual without his person. It's, it's the same thing. The, the, the absurdity of being spiritual. They they lost Jesus, but they didn't even realize it. Um, and, and sometimes we could be in, an, in, in, that, in that scenario that at the end of the day, we realize we look back, we're really that far off from the center. We have drifted so far away like in the sea, like a driftwood. Uh, you're in the middle of the sea already, and when you look back, you realize you're so far off from the beach. And, and we could be too busy doing our own thing, and yet we've missed Jesus. There's a possibility. And so, the absurdity of being spiritual without his person. I was reading this book, uh, The Rise of the Nuns, by, by a certain professor, uh, by the name of, uh, um, of uh, M- Emery, James Emery White. And he made, a, he, made a, he made a comment that there's a possibility that a person can have a religion without a relationship. A person can have a form of religion and yet there's no person, there's no relationship with the person of Christ. You may be listening right now, and you may think you have religion, you may think you're spiritual, especially in our generation today. A lot of young people are are not checking the box of what's your religion? They're not checking the box of oh this mainline denomination or this. Protestant denomination or this uh, uh, charismatic denomination, or they're, they're not checking all of those. You know what they're checking? The bottom one that says none of the above. That's why this, this professor was saying there's a rise of the nuns, those who people are checking the none of the above. And you may be watching right now, you're not identified with any religious groups. But you know, deep down, there's a search in your heart. You may be like, you may be like, like Mary and Joseph, searching for something, that, and yet you can't identify it. You're, 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 you have a sense of spirituality, but I want you to know that spirituality can't be complete without a relationship. And that relationship can only be fulfilled through a person by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, you can have a relation with God, In fact, you don't have to come to Him. He came here 2,000 years ago to prove that God Himself became a missionary from heaven to earth. To die not just for us, but to relate with us and for us to have relationship with Him from this day forward. And that is the offer to all of us. That our Father in heaven made this thing possible that we can have relationship with Him. We don't have to try to be religious or try to be try to find uh, uh, search for things in other in other uh, uh, extremes. But I want us to know that that spirituality can only be expressed in having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Having said that, as we uh, as we continue now, I, you know, I know we're gonna meet Mary and Joseph in heaven, and I know I I could I could I could surmise they have been. An amazing set of parents. I don't think they were responsible. I don't think they were uh, uh, doing this out of neglect. Uh, In fact, they came back after three days. They were looking around. They've been in great distress, the scripture says. And they didn't quit looking for Jesus the last three days. And finally, they found Jesus right there in the temple discussing with the teachers. Remember the Pharisees and the top teachers during that time. it was a religious feast. So I could imagine the Gamaliels and the top professors, top teachers during the time were right there in the temple and young people were coming in and hearing and asking questions and Jesus was one with them, one, one, one with those, one uh, w- w- uh, of those young people had been there. and the parents saw them and, and I like how Jesus... Uh, 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 kind of uh, balance their, their thinking and says, oh, we're in great distress. We've been looking for you. And Jesus says, don't you know why I'm here? I'm here to do, uh, uh, Mary says, you, uh, me and your father have been looking for you. Father with small f. But Jesus says, I want you to know that I, I want you to know that I have been sent to do my father's, capital F, my father's business. Now, the, 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 the identity of the Lord Jesus Christ had been solidified. He wasn't just a baby born in a manger. He wasn't just a five-year-old kid. He wasn't just a 12-year-old kid. His nature as the Son of God was established by saying, I'm here for my father's business. You know what happened right after this? In verse 50, and they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. Verse 51, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. Jesus was a perfect example of a 12-year-old person submitted to, the, to his parents. But I like the last sentence. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. May this message be a challenge for all of us to treasure Christ in our hearts today. That we may, we may grow in the knowledge of God. Just as Jesus grew... In his faith, Luke chapter 1, verse 80, the child grew and became strong in spirit. And then it was repeated, chapter 2, verse 14, the child grew and became strong and filled with wisdom and favor of God was upon him. And then verse 52 of the same chapter, chapter 2 says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and with man. May we too grow in our knowledge of God and may we too treasure Jesus in our hearts, like Mary did. But this time, in a greater measure, Mary thought he was having just a kid without knowing this time the kid was unfolded before him that he is truly the Son of God doing his father's business. That's my prayer for us today. And as we end, as we go, I say this. Let Christ, the Son of God, take center stage in our lives as we fulfill all that He wants us in this world, as we fulfill all that He wants of us in this world throughout our lifetime. That will be my message for us today as we contemplate and know Jesus more and realize, truly, you be the center of our lives, O God, the center stage. Take it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you Lord. I'd like us to pray right now and pray for uh, our church and pray for ourselves that we won't drift away from the center. and that center is a person and His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God thank you for Lord allowing us to understand that it is possible to be so close, Lord, to, to uh, so familiar with our relationship that there's, but there's a possibility for assumption, a possibility to dip away and, 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 and look back and realize we are that far already. Lord, give us a heart of uh, vigilance. Give us a heart, Lord God, of, of always pursuing you, always you taking the center stage of our lives, of our, of our career, of our relationships, in our business, take, take the supremacy of your goodness and power and greatness in our, in, in, in our church, in our nation. May you continue to be glorified, Lord, as we fulfill the things that you've intended us to do here on earth in our lifetime, in our lifetime. We're grateful, Lord God, that you rem- have reminded us in this passage of scripture through the experience of Mary herself, and yet Mary treasured it in our heart. May we treasure Christ's, and our understanding of him continue to grow in our hearts. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and allowing us to grow more. Give us wisdom to know you more. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com victoryph.